Welcome to Affinities, a queer romantic magical fiction podcast created by Sarah Schnepley and Shayna Jackson. Affinities was recorded on the ancestral and unceded lands of the Massachusetts people. Chapter 6 Rosemary, written by Sarah Schnepley. Where? Goodness, my dear, you're awake. I was so caught up with my work, I didn't hear you. You must feel terrible, quite a tumble you took. What do you mean? You swooned on the side of the road. Well, I assume that's what happened. I found you there. Thought you might have, well, I quickly saw you were breathing and raised the alarm straight away. And Mr. Crawford came to the rescue, of course. Quite the gentleman he is. Very distressed at the sight of you lying there with mud on your dress. Well, you know how these country roads are. At any rate, he ran off to bring his car round, scooped you up in his arms. I assure you, Mr. Crawford's intentions are unimpeachable. And he drove you straight over to my place. Here. Oh. I was watching you rather closely for a while, but you see I do have a deadline coming up at the university. So... I suppose you are quite all right, aren't you? I think so. I'm sorry. I'm a little confused. Oh, you're never American, are you? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I've never met one before. I mean, you see them in the pictures, of course, but rarely in the sleepy little town. Are you visiting, then? I don't know. Don't know? I'm... I'm having trouble remembering. Oh, you poor... Oh dear, I wonder if you hit your head when you fell. Don't strain yourself on my account. I'll get us a nice cup of tea and you just relax. Wow, this is the nicest tea setup I've ever seen. This? Aren't you sweet? Now, what should I call you? My name's Chantal. That's pretty. And I'm Rosemary. A pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, too. Thank you. Rescuing me off the side of the road. Oh, say nothing of it. I would hope someone would do the same for me if I were lying out on the road. Between you and me, there have been some... odd types hanging around on the road home. We must look out for each other, mustn't we? Well, I appreciate it. What's your story, Chantal? I... I'm sorry, I've... I really don't know. You must have really hit your head. But tell me about you. Me? Well, I'm a student at the university on an advanced course of study in folklore and mythology. Wales is my area focused. Welsh folk tales. I absolutely love them. I love them so much I dream about them most nights. I do love the university too. Most days. I love sitting in the library and being surrounded by centuries of knowledge. I even love the rigor of it when people take your work seriously, your mind seriously. Of course, that's not always the way. 
all the Englishmen in the department think Wales is a bit... Well, they have their opinions. But that's not all of it, of course. I think if I was another eaten bread boy from a posh family, they wouldn't think anything of me studying Welsh mythology. There aren't many women at the university, and none that look like me. <laughs> I tell myself that loving the work is what matters most to me. But it can be lonely some days. I know the feeling. It's lovely to have you round. It really is. I do beg your pardon, but would you think me terribly rude if I continued working on manuscript? I have so many edits to do, and then I have to type the whole thing up. Mrs. Daniels was a dear and lent me her typewriter, but I, I haven't quite got the hang of it yet, and it takes me hours just to get through a chapter. Would it be helpful if I typed up some of it? You can type. I, yes, yeah, I can type. I don't think I've ever used anything that looked quite like this before, but I think I can manage, if it would be useful to you. Oh, would you? That would be truly... You would be saving me. I'm so afraid of rushing and turning in something that's... subpar. It's the least I can do after everything you've done for me. It must have been fate me finding a typist on the side of the road like that. Just a blessing from the heavens. A blessing. Here! This is where we start. <laughs> learn to type so well. I can't remember. I'm sorry, I sound like a broken record. Well, it's certainly a marvelous skill. To tell you the truth, I don't know if I could have gotten it done at all. And it's completely unfair, of course. So many of the other scholars hire secretaries or have overly generous wives who can type it up for them, so they needn't worry. And my professor was so critical of my first draft. Can I speak frankly with you? So we are already friends. Please do. I've been told I'm a good listener. You've remembered about your past. No, I... I don't know what made me say that. Perhaps it shall come back in bits and pieces. What was it you wanted to tell me? About my professor, who's advising me on my project. If I'm being frank, it was quite a shock to receive his critique this last time. He's been harsh before, particularly when we first met. I thought I hated the man. I still do some days. But these past few weeks, there's been a change. The way he is with me. He started taking his lunch with me in his office instead of with the other professors. And he talks to me seriously about the latest papers on mythology in Britain. And anticipates my needs. I don't have a car of my own, of course, and there was a horrible storm the other week. He saw me struggling with my coat on my way out the door, trying to keep all my papers dry. And he drove up to me, got out and opened the door, and drove me all the way home without a word. And I caught him smiling at me twice when he thought I wasn't looking. But then I turned in my first draft, and he tore it to pieces. Let me guess. He's older than you, 
but more handsome than any younger man you've ever met. He's tall, dark, extremely well-dressed. Even when he's being distant or rude, there's something attractive and mysterious about it. How could you possibly know all of that? It's more common than you think. You've known a man like this before. I've known of them. Thought I liked them. On more than one occasion. But the older I become, I find... I don't see the same appeal in the distant and mysterious. Not to judge. I mean, I completely understand. As I say, I've been there. But I find myself drawn to warmth and kindness and... I'm not expecting visitors. Let me see who's calling. It was Mr. Crawford. I didn't invite him in just now because I didn't want to take you unawares. But he came to see how you were recovering. I let him know that you'd come round, but I knew he wouldn't be satisfied if he didn't see you himself. He invited us over to visit in a quarter of an hour, and I think we'd best go. We've gotten through more of my manuscript than I could have hoped, and he was the one who rescued you after all. And if it's not too bold of me to say, if it's kindness you're after, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone kinder than Mr. Crawford. If you don't mind me asking, how can you afford this picturesque, vine-covered cottage on a student budget? Oh, it is strange, I guess, now that I think of it. The university just housed me here at a cheap price. Right. Romance novel logic. What was that? Oh, never mind. The roses in the garden look spectacular. Aren't they divine? Oh, let's take supper out in the garden. The sun is still out and it's uncommonly pleasant. Yes, please. Well... I'll state the obvious. Mr. Crawford couldn't take his eyes off you. Oh, that's only... I'm sure it was because he was afraid I might faint again, or... Come now! If I didn't know better, I'd say he was smitten. Complimented your eyes at least twice. I've never seen him so enamored. He's usually quite reserved. Really? He did seem a bit timid. What's this story? It's... A tragic one. But you can't go holding that against him. Promise me you won't, or I won't tell you. Of course I won't. I would never. He was very in love once. Young love. I think they were engaged. Oh? Indeed. But she went traveling and 
While she was abroad, there was a horrible accident. A train, I think. It's ghastly to think about. I know he's entirely sworn off trains. So, he has his automobile. Poor thing. I imagine he was devastated. I think he's sworn off the idea of love entirely. And I would have believed it until tonight. The evening postman. I'll go meet him in the path. He'll never figure out the latch on the gate. What the? An invitation to a ball! A... a what? A ball! At the University for Wealthy Donors! You must come. Mr. Croft will be there, of course. He keeps himself modestly, but he really is a man of means, and the University is always courting him for more donations. And the professor is required to be there. Oh, I could sing. I'm so excited. Uh, a ball? Sorry, did you hear? And I have just the dress for you. I bet you look stunning in lavender. It's not brand new, but it does nicely just the same. I'll wear my green dress. Professor's never seen before. I think it flatters my figure nicely. Where, where are you coming from? It feels like it's from over. Chantal. Chantal, were you listening to anything I said? I'm sorry. I heard. There's something. There's something sending out energy in your garden. Whatever do you mean? It was coming from over... here. That black stone? Obsidian, I think. You recognize this stone, don't you? I've forgotten about it. I didn't want to remember, I suppose. What do you mean? I think it was left here by that strange man. What do you mean? I think it was a man. I never got a good look. They were always wearing a cloak. They were very strange. Didn't belong in the village at all. Always catching people alone and saying odd things to them. The Geist. Do you know them? We've met. I don't like him either. No. He left this here? I think so. I saw him hanging around the garden one night. He was scaring me. I finally worked up enough courage to go tell him to leave me alone. But he'd gone, and that stone was left there, and the lilacs just there were singed, like there'd been some kind of explosion. I haven't seen him since that night. I wonder what he... Don't touch it, Chantal! Why not? I can't explain it. But I feel as though some sort of bad magic has been in there. I believe you. It has traces of the geist on it, of the strange man. But it, its energy isn't evil. I can tell right away it's just... Oh, are you all right? Yes. It's a silencer. It silences magic. A friend of mine told me about them a long time ago. She understands about these kinds of magical things. 
You remembered your friend. Your magical friend. Yes. She taught me... so many things. She said that a silencer dampens magic and sometimes entraps magical things. This must have been how the geist was bound here. You're saying that man was... had some kind of dark magic? And this stone was keeping him bound here. But he... escaped? Yes. Well, I'm not sorry to see him gone. I pity whoever meets him next, but I'm happy it won't be me. Right. It's probably evening now. I think we should turn in for the day. I'll set you up nice and cozy on the sofa. We'll worry about it in the morning. Yes. I don't see why we need to worry about it at this moment. And we have the ball to think about? You can try on the dress tomorrow. Mr. Crawford will absolutely swoon when he sees you in it. Good morning. Would you like some tea? I finished typing up your manuscript. You... what? Were you up all night? Managed it early this morning. That's... that's incredible, Chantal. Really, I have half a mind to request that Professor make room in the budget to hire you on as a secretary. I thought about it last night. It needn't be forever, but it would make you a nice living wage. And you had access to free classes at the university if you worked there. If you wanted. You could stay with me as long as you like. It would give you a chance to get to know Mr. Crawford better. It's a lovely offer. Is there something wrong? I was thinking about your professor. Oh? I think he does have feelings for you. I've seen his type before. They hide behind their prestige, their mystery when really they are just shy and scared of rejection. I think beneath the act of the hard academic, there is a soft heart. The one who anticipates your needs and smiles when he looks at you if he thinks you won't notice. You can trust that those feelings are genuine. You... 
You really think so? But he needs to hear that he's hurt you when he is hard on your work. I believe he thinks he is doing you a kindness in taking your work seriously, but there are softer ways to give critique. And he can change. I think he will change if you are the one to ask him. I... I don't know what to say. It was just something I was thinking as I was falling asleep. You don't need to listen to it if you don't want to. You are leaving, aren't you? I think I have to. It doesn't feel right knowing the Geist has escaped and is potentially in a position to hurt people. In a position to hurt my friend. When the way to bind him is right in your guardian. Your friend, the magical one, who taught you about what the stone does. Yes. She must be a very dear friend. She is. She's been there for me through... We've been through so much together. I can't just leave her to... But she's well-versed in magic, right? Wouldn't she be well-equipped to handle this... Geist? And... Well, it's no secret that I'd be heartbroken to see you leave. You've been such a help and comfort already. And... And poor Mr. Crawford, you wouldn't want to disappoint the man again, would you? Mr. Crawford is a lovely, kind, handsome, rich... Ugh, essentially perfect man, who has been very flattering in his kindness to me. But I do not think I could fall in love with him, and that wouldn't be fair to him, not after everything. You have feelings for someone else? Yes. You, you remember everything? When I told you before that I was looking for someone, warm and kind, I think I was always talking about this person. Does it matter that Mr. Crawford is warm and kind and handsome and rich? Not when my friend is in danger somewhere else. Not when the person I... might be in danger as well. I can see I have no more argument other than I will miss you terribly. I will miss you too. It's been... In some ways, this has been the exact vacation I needed. Then I have some advice for you too, about your person. Oh? You're not the only one who's allowed to give advice. Fair enough. Give that person a chance. Give them a full chance. Don't let the fear of it not working out keep you from telling them how you feel. Because if your feelings for this person are enough to make you turn down Mr. Crawford, it's worth a chance. Promise me you'll take the chance. I... Please, promise me. I promise. Good. Now... How do we get you home? I'll happily walk with you to the station and help you decide for the train schedule, or... No. Where I'm going, I'll need magic to get there. Magic? You actually know how to use it? I know a spell. Morgan and I used to do it as sort of a game, but it will give her a way to guide me back. If she comes looking for me, and I know she will, it will bring me to exactly where I need to be. I just need one thing. If I could ask you for one more favor. Of course. Anything you need. Do you have any salt? Thank you 
for listening to this episode of Affinities. Chapter 6 was written by Sarah Schnepley, starring Shayna Jackson as Chantal and Sierra Shade-Wade as Rosemary. This episode was edited by Mirabelle Pisani and Sarah Schnepley. Music by Sarah Schnepley. We would like to thank our generous Indiegogo supporters, without whom this project would not be possible. Jocelyn Yeager, Sarah Herrick, Brenton Thurston, Michaela Buccini, Danny Duke, Phaedra Morgan, Alex Lang, Liz Reading, Andrew Outlaw, Evan Terracini, Cassandra West, Stephanie Brownell, Meg O'Brien, Michelle Stockman, Hannah Pryfogel, Tempest McCabe, Anne Reading, Paul Schnebley, Tal Minier, Lindsay Korth, Megan Remillard, Colton Flick, Rachel Rauch, George and Marge Reading, Daniela Salcedo, Miriam Reading, and Gideon Batista.